Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosol, bring you the news and agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith with you this morning along with Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, Kristen. You know, I'm really famished this morning. (laughs) Okay, so I I should have brought you a snack? Yes. I I mean, you went to a spam museum (laughs) this weekend and I've been, I'm just starving to death here and no spam. I'm sorry. I'm not feeling that. <laughs> I mean, Valentine's Day is coming up here, and I thought maybe you'd be like, hey, got you something for the big Valentine's Day. <laughs> Nothing. Well, how do you even know? I just, I actually just walked in the door. <laughs> uh, see see what I have to so, work with here, everyone? Slackers. <laughs> I just, I'm so predictable, huh? Yes. I mean, who doesn't want spam for Valentine's Day? I don't know who doesn't want spam for I, Valentine's Day. I know. So did you stock up? I actually did not stock up so you went there and didn't buy anything (laughs) no i bought some stuff i bought some uh little trinkets and stuff and there was some cute little onesies that i was considering buying for grandkids but uh (laughs) gonna call your grandkids spam one spam two (laughs) well you know they were awfully cute but um i don't one of them i know is going to be a boy so that that would have been easy but the other one i don't know if it's a boy or girl yet oh So now, at the Spam Museum, do they have different kinds of Spam? They have oodles and oodles of kinds of Spam. Oh, they have variety packs now. I didn't even know that they made that many different kinds of Spam. I was... It was... It's a really neat place to see. And it is a free museum. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can walk in there. But it tells a lot of the history of it. And it's just... uh, It's a place I'd never been before. Nice. Now, have you ever seen the movie Fifty First Dates? No. It's Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Oh, maybe. Yes, it's I think I have. It's from a few years back. Yeah, I think I have. And he's, you know, they're in Hawaii and they have Spam and eggs for breakfast. They do. I was really hoping, like, I was like, oh, she's going to make this for me. <laughs> Guess I'm going to have to, you know, hit Quick Trip and get one of their awesome breakfast sandwiches there. Well, yeah, do what you got to do. I know. They don't have Spam, though. Well, I... yeah. You could encourage that. I could try. I'm sure everybody wants to see spam at Quick Trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a pretty decent weekend, a little chilly, kind of cold yet. But guess what? We are getting out of the cold snap starting today. It's going to be a cloudy day today with a chance of drizzle and potential snow flurries. High of 32 degrees. What are we going to do, Jill? 
Well, we're probably going to start wearing T-shirts instead of putting a whole bunch of uh, layers on, right? You know somebody's going to be out and about today wearing shorts. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still wearing the pants, the jacket, I'm, the hat. Yeah, I'm not going to be wearing the short. I am probably going to move back to my uh, lighter coat, though. Oh, you got out the heavy-duty one. I got out the heavy. I had to actually wear my liner a lot, so I had to figure out how to put it back together again. Oh. So... I got it, though. I'm kind of proud of myself. That's an amazing puzzle, putting those coats back together. Uh-huh. That's like taking the liner out of the boots back in the day and trying to get them back in. They never go in perfectly again. No, and then they kind of mash your toes, and your toes are get kind of twisted up. And Yes. So I know the feeling. I, I don't even buy boots that have them anymore for the kids because they just they don't work. They, I mean, they work, yes, but they don't work for my kids. So, did your kids have? Uh, did they? Were they able to stay warm enough through this last cold shot? And, oh yeah, they and, had indoor recess. They were fine. <laughs> oh good. Yeah, my daughter actually told me because she's in sports and basketball. And that one night, she comes downstairs wearing shorts and a coat, and she's like, "I'm ready," and I'm like, "Go right back up and get on some pants." <laughs> we it is freezing out, and then she's like, "Mom," and then of course, Dad steps in and he's like, "Go get pants," and it's like done deal. <laughs> She went and got pants. Well, you have to. Some of those logic doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She thanked me later. <laughs> She's like, it was really cold out. I'm like, oh, look at that. Mom's actually knows something. Well, you know, this last cold snap, and it, I felt like it was longer than it really needed to be, but I have five waters at my house, and I made it till Saturday night before I had one that froze. I actually have a fun story I saw on Facebook about waters. We'll be talking about that coming up. I don't even know what to say. I know. I'm pretty good at that. Sometimes <laughs> I can get you stumped pretty good. Well, I was trying to get you on all the things that I did this weekend, but you're kind of really focused on one thing lately. Well, how can you not be when it's spam? <laughs> I thought maybe you'd talk about the loose meat sandwiches. I don't mind those. That's like barbecue. Oh, no, no. It's It was very good. It's actually my first experience of buying one. I mean, I've eaten them at home a little bit, but uh, I asked... When I go places, I like to ask what is local and good to eat. Mm-hmm. And she said that this loose meat sandwich, and I Googled it, and they were open for another 15 minutes, so we had to hurry. But it was just a little bitty building. Mm-hmm. You couldn't eat inside. And we went down there, and it was just so fun because it was one person in there, and the local, talking local, just figuring out what's going on, and I thought it was really cool. Very cool. You know, I do have to tell you this, Jill, so we were kind of talking just a little bit before about heaters outside. Yes. On Facebook, if you have chickens, they say use a crock pot and turn it on warm. Yeah, no, I just keep switching the water out. (laughs) But if you think about it, that's actually a really neat idea. Like, if it's going to be super cold and you are worried about the chickens, I mean... You get a good crock pot, you know, something that's decent and sturdy and yeah, yeah, they come right up and take their water right out of it. Right. Well, I have ducks too, so I probably would have ducks in there. And well, you don't get the big monstrosity crock hey, pot. Hey, they will get into basically one cup of water. <laughs> they are diving into it and digging it all out. They're just trying to be clean. I know. They kind of stink right now because they haven't <laughs> been out for a while. They kind of stink. <laughs> They're ducks. What do you think? <laughs> uh, well, hey, let's touch base on some farm news from last week. 
Uh, Jill, we had the Wisconsin Farmers Union's Rural or Farm and Rural Lobby Day. How many people showed up for that last week? Over 50 family farmers and rural advocates gathered in Wisconsin. And the priority topics discussed with representatives were support for clean water and conservation, rural development, access to affordable health care, nutrition and ag education, and dairy policy. Governor Tony Evers provided a special welcome to the event, highlighting efforts made by the state over the past year. Also present at the event were the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection, Assistant Deputy Secretary Mike Strigel, I think that's all you say it, and Senator Jeff Smith. Wisconsin Farmers Union members have the opportunity to lobby again this fall when hundreds of farmers from throughout the country will gather in the Washington, D.C. for the National Farmers Union fly-in in September. That's a big event, too, in September. Yes, it is. And I've been down to the convention here in Wisconsin, and they always talk about that fly-in and all the information that they get out of it and the policies that they can you know, really learn about. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot. I mean, look at what they touch base on already. Clean water and conservation, rural development, that affordable health care, that is becoming a big, big topic in agriculture. It absolutely is. There are other farm organizations that are talking about it, and they were already down lobbying and talking to the senators and representatives uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and I'm sure we're going to hear more about that as time goes on. Oh, absolutely. The Midwest Farm Report. If you are just rolling out of bed this morning, you are in for a treat. It is not freezing cold out. I didn't see if there's a wind chill or not, but in here in Eau Claire, we're at 16 degrees, looking for a high of 32. It feels like a heat wave outside. Oh, it's wonderful. I, it just, you know, that chill is gone. You know, that that wind last week, it just went right to your bones. And this week, it's it's not going to happen that way. Well, I'm kind of excited. I'm going to be able to run my tractor this week. Oh, because I've got I've got feed coming and I've got to feed the cows. That That's a good thing to feed them. They yeah. like that. They get a little bit irritated when I don't. <laughs> they get irritated. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like you, I guess. You're a little irritated. You didn't get your spam this I morning. I didn't get my spam. You went all the way to the spam museum and no spam. <laughs> there was just too many choices and I didn't sure, sure. know which one you are going to be really excited this about. This is going to haunt you forever now. That's okay. Anytime you, you're going to go into a grocery store and be like, I'll just buy her a can of spam here and I'm going to know. Okay, yeah, you're going to know. I'm going to know. <laughs> you know, and if you are just rolling out of bed, and because of this warm snap, guess what was moving this morning? The deer. The deer. I counted eight on my way in, and they weren't standing on the side of the road. They were moving this morning. Yeah, I didn't count any. You didn't count any? No. Did you drive in with your eyes closed? Sometimes I do. Oh, that happens. It, it keeps life interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm sure every police officer in your neck of the woods is going, well, we know who we're going for today. Yeah. yeah. But no, the deer are out and about moving around, so please be aware of that. Schools are on. Everything is great. No issues there. So, yeah, it's a beautiful morning. And guess what? We've got some awesome news. Some people have already heard about it, but Wisconsin Farm Technology Days has announced who will be hosting Farm Tech Days in 2026? Radetzky's No Joke Dairy in Stratford, owned by Matt and Brittany Radetzky, along with Sam Radetzky, are the fifth generation farmers. They're currently milking 200 cattle and have a total of 400 cattle on site. 
Right now, Radetzky's currently have 20 automatic takeoff milkers and are in the process of expanding to a new robot barn that will include six robotic milkers just to start. They've also built, in the last few years, a 5 million gallon manure lagoon. Now, that's a lot. These young farmers are ready to hit the ground running for the big show, which will be July 14th through the 16th in 2026. So 24 and 25, the dates are in August, and then in 26, we're moving back to July. And speaking of 2025, Farm Tech Days will be held at Clinton Farms in Bear Creek. Now, Bear Creek is between Clintonville and New London. The dates on that are August 5th through the 7th, and of course, 2025. And this year, Farm Technology Days will be in Chippewa County at Close Farms and the Country Fest Grounds, August 13th through the 15th. And I'm going to chat with uh, the chairman at the Chippewa, Fall, Chippewa County Farm Technology Days. I'll chat with him tomorrow. We'll be hearing from him later this week. That will be a great conversation. You know, and Radetzky's up in Stratford. I can't wait for the story to come out on how they came up with their name. No joke, Dairy. <laughs> It's really unique. We'll have to get an interview on them and have them explain it. Well, that's on the agenda as well. Perfect. Well, you can actually roll out of bed this morning and put your feet on the floor without jumping back in bed and going, ooh, that's cold. It is beautiful outside, and we're going to tell you how beautiful it is. Today is going to be a cloudy day. There is a small chance of a drizzle and some snow flurries. Nothing crazy, though. High of 32 degrees. Tonight, it's just going to be cloudy. Low of 27 tomorrow More tomorrow throughout the day. Cloudy, and there is a 20% chance of flurries. High of 34 degrees. Tomorrow night, clouds again. Only a low of 30. So it's going to be really nice. Wednesday, cloudy, and then there's going to be some rain slash snow later on. High of 35 degrees for Wednesday, Wednesday night, overcast, and some showers. I know Thursday looks like we're going to get some rain. But Wednesday night, low of 32 degrees. So Wednesday night to Thursday morning, watch that traveling because that's right at that freezing temp. So it could go from rain to sleet to freezing rain to yuck. So just be aware of that going into Thursday. Temperatures around the area right now, we've got 11 degrees up in Medford. They're the cold spot this morning. La Crosse is at 22. Over in Marshall, they're at 16. Green Bay is at 22 degrees. Up in Rice Lake, they're at 14. Over in Wausau, 18 degrees. Madison's at 22. Milwaukee at 24. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 16 degrees. And this morning's markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, lead us off for the morning. Well, we've got our cash livestock. And the choice-fed beef steers are 169 to 180 with mixed steers at 158 to 168. Choice-fed beef heifers are 169 to 177 with mixed heifers 136 to 168. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers are 140 to 174. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 143 to 146 with select and silage-fed steers 117 to 142. Cows are 75 to 118 with bulls at $1 to $1.10. Butcher hogs are 70 cents and down. Sows are 26 cents and down. Boars are 10 cents and down. With the shorn market lambs, 150 to 187. Feeder lambs, 2 to $285. And ewes, 80 to 115. Thank you so much, Jill. And switching over to that Mercantile Exchange, your live cattle for February's at 174.37. That was down 45 cents. April's at 177.37 down 27 cents. June was at 174.32, down 20 cents. 
Feeder cattle for January is at $230.10. That's down 82 cents. March is at $231.95, down 60. April's at $237.47, down 27. Lean hogs for February is at $70.75, down 35. April's at $78.15, down 30. May is at $83.97, down 12. And switching over to that Chicago Board of Trade on the overnight, your March corn was unchanged at the moment at 445. Your March oats were up a fraction at 380. March beans down a fraction at 1212. Your March soybean meal was down just four cents at 352.50 a ton. Your March wheat was down two at 591. Switching over to that dairy side, your barrel cheese was up two and three quarters cent, two dollar forty six and three quarters. Your blocks were down two and a half cents, two dollar forty four and a half. Double A grade butter was down two cents to two fifty four and a half. Class three futures for January were up four cents to fifteen eighteen. February up fourteen cents to fifteen seventy nine. March up four to sixteen oh nine. April was unchanged at sixteen eighty, and May was down a nickel at seventeen forty seven. And then those markets were downward through 2024. That's a look at your morning markets again, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, let's touch base on a little bit more farm news this morning involving the UW-Madison Division of Extension and the Wisconsin DNR. Well, they are jointly hosting a series of seven in-person, which I always like the in-person workshops, for CAFO permit holders around Wisconsin. These workshops will focus on developing a high-quality nutrient management plan, on-site treatment systems, mortality management, and emergency response planning. Meetings in our area will be next Monday, January 29th at Northwoods Technical College in Rice Lake and on Tuesday, January 30th at El Nortino in Curtis. Registration is $46 in advance and $56 after the pre-registration deadline. Each event runs from 10 till 3.30, and registration for all locations can be completed online. So you need to go to the UW-Madison division, and I would say probably just Google their work work through their uh, divisions and extension, or you probably can reach out to your local extension office, too, because I know Jerry Clark talked about that just this last week. Very good. So we got to keep an eye out for that. Registration, I believe, is still going. So next week, Monday, at Northwoods Technical College in Rice Lake, and on Tuesday, January 30th, at El Nortino in Curtis. Yep, sounds like a good plan. Excellent. And speaking of planning... Bob had a chance to speak with Melissa Pleckelman, our good friend from over at the National Farm Medicine Center. So they will be joining us next. Farm accidents have no season. They happen 24-7, 365, whether we're planting, whether we're harvesting, whether we're helping the crops grow. Farming is an intense occupation that requires our full attention all the time. The National Farm Medicine Center in Marshfield preaches farm safety investigates researchers farm safety and farm accidents and one of the things that they have found is that paying attention is a real challenge for farmers once they get tired. Melissa Pluckelman is an outreach specialist with the National Farm Medicine Center and she told us yes getting tired is a key to farm accidents. Spring, summer, and fall, you know, the planting is just as hectic as harvest and, and taking care of the crops in the middle of the season, whether it's haying, spraying, whatever it may be. We get tired. We've got to notice that. 
we do get tired and we need to recognize it in our bodies. Sometimes we don't listen to our bodies, do we? So when we start to feel tired, we start to get headaches, we maybe even have some brain fog, we need to think about how fatigue affects our decision making and it affects the safety on the farm, not only for ourselves but for those around us. The other thing that we can think about is that fatigue can actually cost us money. So we think, I got to be in the fields when the time is right. And I understand that reality. When the fields are dry enough, when the crops are dry enough, like you have to get them off. When, in the spring, when the, when the ground is warm, you got to get the seeds in. But when you're tired and fatigued, you make decisions slower. You have a slower reaction time. And that can even cause problems with the machinery that you're running. And that can cost you money. And so we need to really think about how is fatigue affecting us and how can we mitigate the hazard of fatigue. And so some of the things that we remind you to think of is actually getting up at the same time every morning makes a huge difference in your body. So if you're working late into the night and you think, well, it's important that I get eight hours of sleep, so I'm gonna sleep until 11 tomorrow, that actually hurts your routine. So get up at the same time, get a little bit of exercise, and then take a nap if you have time. That's actually a better way to kind of mitigate that fatigue that your body feels. No, is that just for the wellness of our body or our wellness of our mind and our thinking process? Does it all play together? It does, exactly like you said, it all plays together. So our muscles feel better, you know, we can do things like lift heavy things or, you know, all of that with our muscles, but also yes, majorly that helps our mind and it helps our decision-making process. It helps our moods. All of those things are connected with fatigue. So how'd you do this research? I mean, it's, you know, cause you talk to farmers and they don't always tell you the whole truth about uh, you know how many hours a day they're working or when they start and when they end. It's got to be a challenge. It is a challenge. And so the research is being done right now at the Upper Midwest Agricultural Safety and Health Center, or UMASH, which is based in Minnesota. And they are currently doing some of that research. But you're absolutely right. Farmers don't admit when they're tired. And so that's why it's important for us to look out for each other. So if you are a spouse of a farmer, if you are a worker for a farm owner, or if you're a farm owner and you have workers, like calling each other out and saying, I can tell that you're tired and I know that you need some rest in order to be at your peak efficiency. So again, it's going to make you more efficient in the job that you're doing, but it's going to make you safer as well. And at the end of the day, what we really want is for farmers to go home to their family and everyone to be safe and healthy and whole. And so that's why we're doing the research now. And you're right, how do we do that research? We try to talk to farmers, we try to do surveys, we do focus groups, we visit them at farm shows. And and you're right, it's hard because not everyone is always telling the whole truth and then others are exaggerating. So you kind of have to find that middle ground. But that research is important so that the resources that we create for farmers is real and it meets them where they're at. How much of this research is just about what time do you get up? How many hours a day do you work in the busy season? Does it also include what's your diet during this area? Are you, you know, eating a Milky Way or are you stopping for a halfway decent lunch? What's all included? How all-encompassing is this research? Because fatigue is a very important thing that farmers have to recognize. Now, I'm going to admit, I'm not the scientist, I'm not doing the research, but you're right, we are looking at all of that. And we're looking at 
it's really interesting because sometimes we talk about how farmers create and produce the most nutritious food out there, whatever whatever their product is. When we think about milk and dairy farmers in our area, milk is one of the most nutritious supplements we can put into our body with the vitamins and minerals it gives us, the amount of protein. But yet when a dairy farmer gets up in the morning, he's usually drinking a Mountain Dew or a pot of coffee. And we just want to remind them to think about the nutrition that they're putting into their bodies. And if you need that caffeine to get you going in the morning, I get it. Realistically, I do it too. But afterwards, drink some water. Make sure that you have something a little bit more healthy. If you have to be in the tractor all day, think about the snacks that you're taking with you. It's hard sometimes because we can't, we don't have a refrigerator in the tractor, but take snacks that you know are high in protein, that are not high in carbs and sugar. So instead of, like you said, having that Milky Way or that box of donuts, take a healthy sandwich with maybe a whole wheat bread. Um, make sure that you have some granola bars that are high in protein or some nuts might also be better for you. And so, yeah, your nutrition really plays a role in your fatigue as well. But also, exercise. Our farmers think that they get enough exercise because they're constantly going, but we don't always raise our heart rate to the level that we need to. And so taking a little break, getting some stretching in, maybe even run across the field a couple times, get your heart rate up a little bit. You're actually going to sleep better at night if you do that during the day. Interesting tips. Also, you know, we see sometimes that maybe the kids are in the cab with us or the combine or the tractor or whatever. Somebody's got to take care of the kids. It's a challenge. You think, well, on a farm, you know, you're always around the farm to take care of the kids. But uh, that's not the way of it. Child care is very important in the rural area, just like it is in town. So we know agriculture is one of the most hazardous, or hazardous industries there is. But we know that it's the only industry where we can take our children onto the farm and there are no laws against that. So we kind of raise our children in the work site. And there's, there's pros and cons to that. There's pros they learn work ethic. They learn the circle of life. They really kind of see how things work and how things grow. But also we know that it's hazardous for them. And parents will tell us that they love having their children near, but sometimes when it's time to get work done, it's impossible to work and supervise a child, and they wish that there was childcare available. Is there something in the works that maybe some childcare assistance is coming? Yes, so with the Farm Bill, one of the priorities that Farm Bureau and the Farmers Union have put in their priority list is childcare and making it affordable and accessible in rural America. Because right now, farmers will tell you that they might have to drive an hour to drop their child off at, ch at childcare, and then drive an hour home, and then again to pick them up. And by that time, they've lost four hours of their day, and it's no longer worth it. Or the price of childcare is so high that they just can't afford it. So they do, they put children in the tractor. And no research has formally been done on how do those vibrations actually affect a growing child? Or how does, that affect their ears as they're growing and will that harm them in the future with their hearing loss and so th those are things that we need to think about as adults and as parents and that's not the safest place for us to put a child but what do we do so yes trying to find accessible and affordable child care in rural America challenges continue in agriculture but the National Farm Medicine Center is here to help us weather all these challenges Melissa Pleckelman with us and Melissa of course along with Scott Heiberger share and the information of the research at the National Farm Medicine Center.
I'm Bob Bosold. Thank you so much, Bob, for that update. And thank you so much, Melissa Pleckelman, with the National Farm Medicine Center. She's one of our great friends and big supporter of agriculture and, of course, safety, which is everyone's top priority in any industry is safety. And, Jill, I don't know of any industry out there that says, oh, no, safety is not a big priority. It's always important to take care of your people. Absolutely. I do... You know, I know it sounds bad, but I do like watching some of those memes like from back in the 1900s when they sit there and they show like loggers like stocking them up on this like old wooden thing with horses. And they're like, where's OSHA? (laughs) I I mean, I hate to say it, but it happened. And yet, you know, I mean, look at what 100 years has done. Yeah, well, it's made people I think it's made people more aware of just being safe and taking care of taking care of your people. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock is with us this morning. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So you had a busy weekend? Yep, yep. I was all good. Good weekend. I had a friend got married and wrestling and yeah, no downtime anyway. No downtime. You had wrestling, I had basketball. All right, how'd your basketball go? Oh, we lost the first game and then we won the second game. So it was get- okay. it's getting better, but I think this next weekend is our last weekend for the season. So that'll be nice. Yep, yep. Then we get some downtime before volleyball starts. Yep, same here. here. (laughs) All right, Rocky, well, it's a busy morning. Catch us up. What's going on at Premier? Thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how last week shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Did have a little lighter week uh, with the extreme cold temperatures. We sold 2,450 head, uh, but definitely that colder weather, the market cattle in all classes traded stronger and higher. Uh, fed cattle, uh, high choice and prime, uh, Holsteins 148 to 155, Selects 140 to 147, your choice beef up to 171. Market cows stronger, high yielding cows from 94 to 125, many from 80 to 90. 93. Market bulls high yielding from $1.05 to $1.18. Organic market cows sold every Monday and Tuesday, mostly from $1.30 to $1.60. Newborn Holstein bull calves traded from 200 to 450 per head. Your beef cross calves from 300 up to 710. Holstein heifer calves 200 and down. This week uh, we got two dairy cattle auctions. Uh, Tuesday we get our special monthly dairy heifer auction. If you're buying or selling dairy heifers, uh, you always want to look at that sale, a uh, well-known sale there. Uh, like I say, it does look a little lighter for the sale. Uh, we definitely uh, could use more heifers for that sale. So if you got some coming, give us a shout today. Otherwise, have them in by 10 o'clock a.m. tomorrow for preg checks. Uh, we will sell feeder cattle right after the dairy heifers. And then Wednesday dairy cattle auction, lots and lots of consignments, including 110 cow herd. We're going to have over 250 parlor freestall cows uh, for this Wednesday. Quality is going to be excellent. Full listing of individual consignments on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call at Premier at 715-229-2500. Uh, reminder, large farm machinery auction that's coming up March 15th. A lot more details on that on our website as well. So that's how it's shaping up. So make sure you write that down on your calendar and get your auction buddy to do the same thing. You betcha. Yep, definitely looking for consignments, and it's always one of our best sales. So Excellent. Well, we look forward to being there for that event. All right. Sounds great. All right. Thank catch you. you tomorrow. Yep, bye. There he goes, Rocky Olson at Premier Livestock this morning. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. And Morgan McCarthy is joining us now with information in the newsroom. Good morning, Morgan. It's a busy day. Catch us up. What's going on in the newsroom this morning? 
Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Plugging back into a new week, one of the two who stole over a million dollars from Eau Claire County taxpayers is out of prison. Kay Onerheim released from prison over the weekend, serving eight years of a 13-year sentence for helping former county treasurer Larry Lockin steal $1.4 million from the county. She will spend the remaining nine years of her sentence on parole. Onerheim must also pay the county $700,000 in restitution as Lockin remains in prison despite his repeated requests for an early release. In other headlines, there are charges for a man who police say was shot after he broke into a house in Blair on New Year's Day. An update from prosecutors in Trempolo County has charges filed against Sean Gill. The Blair police say Gill allegedly kicked in the door of home early New Year's morning. The homeowner shot Gill. Investigators say Gill allegedly broke into two other homes as well. He was in court heading into the weekend where the judge set his bail at $20,000. An Eau Claire fire had crews on scene on Brackett Avenue early Sunday morning. Firefighters immediately entered the structure, found fire in the kitchen and some of the adjacent hallways that was extinguished. Later learning one occupant and a dog evacuated the home just prior to that fire. Meanwhile, a dairy barn is gone and several cows lost after a fire in Pepping County. It happened heading into the weekend near Durand with firefighters say the fire burned the barn to the ground and damaged another building as well. No word just how many cows died in the fire. No people were hurt. Firefighters say they're now looking for a cause into that blaze. Well, it's headed to the governor's desk. That ban on strip searches for kids in Wisconsin as the state assembly last week did approve a proposal that rewrites the rules for school officials who want to strip search students. You likely remember talking about that last week. The plan got votes from both Republicans and Democrats. The governor hasn't specifically said what he plans to do with it. And oof, that was a hard one, right? San Francisco 49ers, though, are in the NFC Championship game for the third straight season. And like so many of us feel, Coach says. Um, But this hurts. Close with a lot of those guys and, you know, um, but this hurts. I hurt for our team. I hurt for our coaches, hurt for our fans. Um, this is a special group. Yeah, it's tough. Very tough. Um, like you said, you know, had an opportunity to win that game and, uh, you know, didn't capitalize on it. So um, it's a tough way to end the season. So that's in the books, but of course, the chores never end. And your playbook for getting those done, well, that's heading back to the barn with Kristen Smith, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Thank you so much, Morgan, for that update. But you know, I got to say, The Packers came farther than what anybody else thought. Seven seed, they were ranked. And they went up against the 49ers. And it wasn't just like a little, like, oh, you know, hey, we're here and they lost. They really made them work. And the 49ers pushed us as well. It'll be interesting to see how they perform. I think it's against Detroit. Jill, we'll have to look that up and see who the 49ers play for the NFC division before they decide who goes to the Super Bowl. I will look it up. But it's, they actually did a good game. It wasn't, a lot of people thought, ah, the 49ers, they got this one in the bag. There was a point when I think they went, we need to step this up because, yeah, it was just a really great game. I really enjoyed it. So, Jill, did you end up watching the game? I actually can't watch it at my house. Oh, so you were you were eating spam again without me? <laughs> no, I was listening to it on the radio <laughs> while I was thawing my water. Oh, see, we got to thaw that water. All right, well, we're actually going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn. We're checking with Jim Lindsay and see how those sales went last week. Good morning, Jim, and catch us up. How'd the sale go? Three to six hundred pound beef steers, dollar sixty-five to a do- to two fifty-eight. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar fifty to two thirty. 
Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar fifty to two forty one. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar forty to a dollar ninety five. All Holsteins traded at a lower tone. We had a really light test on those. Our next special feeder sale is February second. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at seven one five eight three five three one zero four to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the El Tuna Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim. Thanks so much for that update. And now we've got Jerry Fitzgerald from the Stratford Equity Barn with us. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, good morning to you. And uh, uh, I'm not uh, seeing things. The correct temperature is 16, right? It was. It did cool down a little bit. You know how that goes. It cools down before it warms back up at like 6, 7 o'clock. But we are looking at a high of 32 today. Oh, man, I don't know if we can handle that, can we? Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're going to have to get your shorts out. You're going to get a tan. <laughs> well, we're not going to go that far. Oh, <laughs> but, come on. I mean, you can, okay, can put on capris to start. Um, no, we're, 32 is uh, is decent for the winter, but it's, uh, uh, when we get to like 72 or 82, then we can talk about what you're talking about here. But <laughs> for, for right now, <laughs> so, in the meantime, we're going to, uh, we've got a busy week on tap here at Equity Stratford, and we'll tell the folks about what's going on this week. Why don't we just do that? Sounds good. Take it away, Jerry. All right, Kristen, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And like I mentioned, uh, weather is warmer this week, so anticipating a very large sale today here at Stratford Equity. We can start this morning at 10 o'clock, and uh, we'll sell the market cows this morning, of course, uh, along with fed cattle and market bulls, baby calves, looking for a big run of calves today. Again, we'll get to those about 1130 this morning. We'll finish up with the market cattle this afternoon. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we start at 10 with the hay and bedding auction. We do have we do have hay already consigned for that sale tomorrow, uh, including... Uh, uh, these in, uh, include the large squares of second crop. So you folks are looking for hay, uh, we'll have that tomorrow at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock tomorrow will be the market auction. And, of course, we do sell organic cattle every Tuesday, and that will be the same tomorrow at 11, followed by the conventional market cattle. Our Wednesday auction uh, uh, features a full marketing day on Wednesday with uh, market cattle. We sell most of the fed cattle on Wednesday's auction, Wednesday morning. Also, uh, sheep, hog, and goats. Uh, feeder cattle sale Wednesday will be at 12.30, and uh, baby calves will follow that. Our auction on Thursday does start at 11 with market cattle and baby calves, so we do have a full marketing week on tap here. Uh, folks, if you got any cattle that can sign, let us know. I'd like to put them on the list here. 687-4101 is our phone number, and of course, uh, um, last week, of course, the uh, market's relatively steady, a stronger cow market, because mostly due to the cold weather, so we'll see what happens this week. Uh, and again, folks, uh, uh, still, though, it's not what you call real warm, but uh, again, the only uh, point I want to make on the calves is on these very cold week last week, pretty limited demand on these real lightweight calves, so maybe that'll change a little bit this week. But anyway, uh, uh, better, more handable weather, I guess, and uh, uh, so we'll be looking forward to that, and... Uh, I'm not real crazy about what you were talking about, a possibility of mixture of freezing rain and all that other crap. We don't need that, do we? No, we don't need it. And I don't know what's all going to happen. I mean, that's not till Wednesday night. But when that low hits 32, you know it's kind of that freezing, melty, wet, blech. So Yeah, well, anyway, we'll deal with it. But anyway, folks, do drive careful today. And then, like I said, we'll be back here tomorrow morning to give the folks a report. Again, I'm anticipating a large marketing day, so uh, I guess a word to the wise, get your chores done, um, have some breakfast, and get the cattle on the road, and uh, we'll take care of them for you today here at Stratford. And in the meantime, you girls have a nice day, 
And, uh, well, Kristen, what are you doing all that cold weather? I stayed home. <laughs> Very smart. So did I. I. See? And people were questioning me. I stayed home. It was cold. Yeah, it was cold. Well, I guess uh, some folks don't have that opportunity. And, I mean, everybody's got to go to the bar and do their chores in the morning. So we want to certainly salute those folks because uh, I don't care what you got. Uh, even walking from the barn to the house when the chill factor is 15 below zero is no fun. Exactly. All right, Jer. Well, you have a great day. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. You ladies have a nice day, and thank you much. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. All right, we just had a call in from Jeremy, who says it's the Detroit Lions versus the San Francisco 49ers. His prediction is Detroit will prevail, so hopefully he's right. We'll see. I don't know. I'm kind of mixed feelings. I don't know about Jill here. What do you think? Are you a Niners fan, or are you a Lions fan? Um... I don't know. It seems like the Lions like to have a lot of conflicts, and but it's always nice to hear the local, or more local to us, mm-hmm. in the Midwesterners get a hold of it rather than the, you know, those Californians. Oh, those Californians. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said Baltimore versus Kansas City. That's going to be, I think, a pretty good battle. I think that one will be a really good battle. Yep. I, I'm actually hoping for Baltimore. I think it... It would help put uh, KC back in their place. Yep. You know, just to change it up a bit. I mean, it would have been really cool to see Green Bay, but first year building back this young, young team. Give them another year. We'll see what they can do next year. Well, I think the game was fantastic. I think they, I mean, yes, there were some mistakes made. Yep. But they played through the whole game, in my opinion. And it had to rain right at the end. Yeah. I mean, if it was snow, it would have been perfect. I <laughs> yeah. mean, the Niners wouldn't know knowing what to do. Yep. But what do you do? All right. Well, Dr. Dan Understander is joining us now, and Bob had a chance to speak with him. Let's see what they're going to be talking about. It looks like net wrap use. So here he is. Dan Understander joins us once again, our state forage specialist, on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program. And, Dan, in the, in the middle of winter, one of the things we see, we drive past the farms, a lot of uh, cattle around bales and the way we feed is different the way we put it up is different and uh, if we don't handle it all right we could get in trouble that's right bob the important thing to think about is a lot of people are moving to net wrap with round bales for a number of reasons uh, but net wrap specifically is a plastic of course it's not digestible to the cows uh, we should, when we feed those bales, think about taking it off the bale because cattle will eat some of that plastic. And that plastic builds up in their stomach and then restricts how much more they can eat. Uh, some studies in North Dakota found as much as 14 pounds of plastic in some cattle's stomachs when they were uh, fed round bales with plastic wrap on them. So um, it's a fairly simple thing. Uh, if you're putting the bale in the feeder, to uh, when you raise it up, to slice the net wrap off before you drop it into the feeder. If you're um, feeding it out in the field, simply slicing the net wrap and leaving it on the ground will uh, remove most of the consumption of that plastic by the cattle. Uh, and so that that truly is a significant thing we have to think about. Uh, net wrap's a good product, 
but we don't want it there when we're feeding the cattle. We actually have the same issue with the plastic twine. Uh, twine as well is not digest. Plastic is not digestible by the animals, whereas uh, Cecil twine uh, is digested to an extent and will gradually move out of the room and if the cow eats it. But plastic twine will not be digested. It will go into the stomach and remain there. And again, it doesn't particularly make the animal sick. It just, uh, as with the net wrap, reduces the animal's ability to take in feed and reduces the performance of that animal in terms of weight gain or milk production or, or whatever we're looking at. So, again, while these are good products for the round bales, we should think about trying to handle the plastic twine or the plastic net wrap particularly in a way that minimizes the animal's tendency to consume it and to fill up its stomach with non-digestible product. Because cattle and every other animal, they're all curious and they'll try it. Thanks, Dan. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist with us on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Looking at our markets one last time this morning with Kristen Smith and Jill Welke with you. On the Chicago Board of Trade, your March corn was unchanged at 4.45. March oats up a fraction at 3.80. March beans down a fraction at 12.12. March soybean meal was down 4 cents to 3.52.50 a ton. March wheat down 2 at 5.91. Country elevators in the area, Golden Plump in Arcadia is at 4.12 for corn. Baldwin's at 3.81 and 11.28. Chippewa Falls, 3.79, 11.41. Durandas at 3.76 and 11.18. Mondovi's at 3.81 and 11.23. Elmwood is at 3.86 for corn, 11.28 for beans. Fall Creek is at 3.76 and 11.18. Osseo, 3.91 and 11.28. Elk Bound is at 3.86 and 11.35. Sparta, 3.91 for corn, 11.24 for beans. Ellsworth is at 3.71 and 11.23. And in Loyal, they're at 3.86 and 11.23. Ethanol plants in the area, Boysville's at 403, Stanley 406, New Richmond's at 401. Switching over to that dairy side, your barrel cheese was up two and three quarter cent from Friday to $1.46 and three quarters. Your blocks were down two and a half cents to $1.44 and a half. Double A grade butter was down two cents at $2.54 and a half. And your class three futures for January were up four at $15.18. February up 14 at $15.79. March up four to $16.09. April was unchanged at $16.80. And then we went downward. May was down just a nickel at 1747. But then those markets were downward trending through December. That's a look at your morning markets again for this Monday morning. Have a great day. We're roughly 12 degrees right now, looking for a high of 32 degrees. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at waxradio.com.